0: so fun yes he's so great isn't he he's so marvelous he'll speak to us during the night and so I had eight last night and uh, they're not in order they're just kind of heebie-jeebie you know they don't go in a right order so I have to go put them in order I have to meditate on them and then I have to I like to put scripture with them so it just makes me a better person to do that for my own self so it's good stuff so that's what I've been doing so number one, I saw a wow event. How many knows what a wow event is? Have you ever been in a wow event? They have them in some cities, and that's just a evangelism with all types of things like face painting, hair cutting, uh, even dentists working on teeth and giving out food, giving out clothes, types of compassion, evangelism, and then evangelism. In the midst of all that, it was taking place. What? Yeah, it's coming here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and the lost just began streaming into this church. And I may have given you this prophecy last time. In fact, I think I did, but I don't know. I saw all types of evangelism coming out of this church, out of this house, uh, coming into the house, going out of the house, evangelism teams, evangelism training, all types of evangelism groups and missionaries going out to the lost. You are and are going to be a house of soul winners. Number two, Isaiah 56, 7, I will make them joyful in my house of prayer. This dream was about an all-night prayer meeting, and Pastor Jim was leading it. It was a meeting filled with joy and glory, signs and wonders and miracles. It was crazy, fun, glorious, and all inspiring all at the same time. Hebrews 12:22. You will join the festival greeting of myriads of angels in their joyous celebration. Number three, Daniel 12, 3, I'll give this to you. I'll just message this to you if you don't want to write it down. I'll just message it. It's all easy. I do that for every church because I don't want them to miss it and they can judge it and all that. So Daniel 12, 3, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the, the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And I saw a portal of light going up from your church and the people inside were shining like lights and people and leaders from other congregations became jealous in a good way. They wanted what you had, and they became jealous for more of God. And we had that at our church, actually. There were times when people would drive by our church, and they would see fire coming from our, our roof, and they would call the fire department to come in because they didn't know that it was a supernatural fire they were seeing. Number four, Mark 11:17, My house will be a house of prayer for all the world to share. Isaiah 56, 7, I will welcome them into my holy mountain. I saw someone sitting outside in their car wondering how to get into your all-night prayer meeting because they thought the door was probably locked because it was late and they wanted to get in. People are going to hear about your prayer meetings and they're going to, want to, they're going to get curious and they want to see and hear the wonderful things that takes place. They'll want to be a part. Even people from really religious backgrounds and organizations will sneak in to be blessed. You will make people jealous for the true and living God. And we had that at our church. People come into our all-night prayer meetings, and they just wanted to be a part and see what was happening to take it back. And uh, on Friday, Good Friday services, even the Catholics would come in to take communion because they knew we had a communion blessing service. We'd serve communion. We'd bless each person individually, and they wanted to get that blessing, so they would come in. Number five, in this dream I heard the Lord say, When you face all kinds of trials, trials, don't be fearful, for I have all kinds of interesting victories for you. Luke 12, 32. Don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with all of his promises. Number six. I put my hand over my face, and I was doing a dab. You know what a dab is? And I was picking up. Picking up a newspaper at the same time. So I just wanted to explain the dab. I had to call my pastor friend in North Carolina where it came from to get the history. Because I barely know. Our granddaughter taught us last last week how to do the dab right. So uh, the dab originated with a rap song. But that's not what makes it famous. In 2015, Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton began doing the dab every time he had an amazing play your touchdown. After that, it took off, and kids everywhere started doing the the dab every time something happened, amazing happened. So it's best known as a gesture someone would make that states triumph or victory. You're going to be put on the map for all your successes and amazing victories. Get ready to do the dab over and over Number seven, Malachi 4, 6. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children, the hearts of the children to their parents or fathers. And I saw sons and daughters who were indifferent and bitter against their parents and the elderly. But I heard the Lord say, not here. For this place will be a place where the generations will honor and esteem one another, so family should. And as a result, this will bring in an open heaven atmosphere. For where there is unity established, it's there that I command victory and blessing. And finally, Genesis 24-67, I did the order, so I put this last. Isaac brought Rebekah into the tent of his mother Sarah, and he married Rebekah, so she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. So in the dream, we were in the green room before getting ready to go up and speak, and one of our old friends came into the room, she'd been divorced and she'd walked through pain and walked through victory with us and she was wearing a wedding dress and we and she wanted us to bless her marriage so many will come in to know Jesus as their bridegroom king here in this house past hurts past abuses will be broken off of your people and they will be comforted for they will find great comfort as they are wed to their bridegroom king so lord we thank you lord Jesus for the marvelous things you're going to do here and are already doing, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just multiply everything that I said and do even more, Father. Thank you that people are going to be comforted by knowing their bridegroom, King Jesus. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Damn. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh, my. That's one night's dream dreams. She had that all last night. Tomorrow, come out, we will have some more prophetic revelation for the church tomorrow as well. Yeah, yeah. So maybe why don't we just close in prayer so we can go to bed and get some dreams. Um, I love this this church. Absolutely love Mary's song tonight about hiding in his victory. That is such a, a classic song. What are the words to that? Listen, listen to this, everybody.
2: I will hide in your victory. No thing can touch me. Sing uh, no it. And your uh, your arms wrap around in strength. I will hide in your victory.
1: Isn't that beautiful? She wrote that song. That's awesome. And and Jim is just damn he's just like <laughs> he's amazing I, I, I feel a real heart connection every time he opens his mouth I feel like wow we are twins or something I mean we really carry uh, uh, he really carries something really fresh and, and wonderful and, and uh, we'll have more specific prophecies that we'll publicly release over you tomorrow if that's okay if we have your permission to wreck your church can't wait. We love local churches. I've started a number of churches. I've pastored uh, years. And uh, so I, I'm totally a local church guy. You won't get anywhere with me if you trash the church. You don't badmouth somebody else's wife. And the church is the bride of Christ. Amen. So be careful what you say about what matters so much to Jesus. Uh, you've been up and down already, but I'm going to ask you to stand up one more time and let me pray. Before my six hour teaching tonight. <laughs> you know, you're really amazing, by the way. Um, have we met? What's your name? John. John? Yes. You're really anointed and amazing. And were you rocking that uh, axe, that bass? Awesome. Lord, I just thank you for John. Stretch your hands out to this champion. Father, I thank you for John. Thank you for the calling on his life. Thank you for a new season of favor that's come. Thank you, God, that um, I see a cloud over you, but it's a cloud of glory. There's been other clouds over you, but now you have a cloud of glory over your life. And the glory of heaven is going to increase upon you. uh, And you even feel it right now. You feel the presence increasing. And from tonight forward, (laughs) you're going to have a new anointing on your life and on your calling. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, stretch. No, don't, don't sit down. We haven't prayed yet. Stretch your hands to heaven like rapture practice, even if I don't believe in it, just in case I'm wrong, you know. Ah, keep your shoes untied. Here we go. All right. Sure. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. I love you. Go ahead and tell him that. He, he likes to hear it. Just say, I love you. Don't. Seal your lips in front of your king. Just say, I love you. My Lord, my Lord, my God. Psalm 18, I love you, Lord. It begins with that that statement, I love you, Lord. Let every prayer begin with, I love you, Lord. And watch how it'll change your prayer life. Lord, we thank you that, that we are your lovers or not your worker bees. We're your lovers. We're not just your servants. We're your lovers. <laughs> we just want to be with you. We want to be in that trysting place, that, that cloud-filled chamber of union with you where all that we are melts into all you are and two become one, Lord, in that divine ecstatic realm. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do in our hearts tonight. Exhilarate, fascinate Lord, do something so powerful that the, the alpha dog males in this room weep like little baby boys. Do it, get them good, Lord. Go after the, the 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 raunchiest, strongest God, not gonna get me guy in this room. Get them, Lord. Sick them. Go after them. Put a Holy Ghost hand grenade under every chair. Put a fiery realm of glory upon every single person in this room. Ignite every cold heart, Lord, to become excited and passionate about the one we love. Let everyone that shuts down when we talk about romance, let them get excited tonight. I pray for miracles in the house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be seated, everybody, in the heavenly realm. So tonight, as I promised, I want to I share. And the Song of Songs, guys, is the greatest song ever. It's the most anointed, powerful, fascinating, divine opera. And uh, we do have plans of putting this on Broadway, and I'm not kidding. We, we really long to see this into a, a, a musical production. Uh, I think we'll call it The Kiss, something that will, that will ignite The Jewish heart it will ignite everyone who thinks they're dark Lord by sin but but the loveliness of Christ is gonna come over people and my vision of it is that every night would be different because we'd have prophetic singers that would sing revelatory songs that would smack the audience that's in the room that night and uh, night after night it becomes a fascination as as people come to hear about the Shulamite and we'll get some beautiful african american girl to be dark and lovely yeah and and over the course of the of the different acts of this play they're going to see the lord's love for her uh, i have a, a you know 12 15 hour online course that, that of course i'd love for you to take that some of you actually came to pasadena where's my my bros that came out to pasadena to take the course yeah And and I know, uh, you know, I won't fish for compliments, but I know that it hit you. I know that God really touched us during that. Uh, You get to see me cry. I don't know if they edited out at the very end, but I get wrecked every time. It may happen tonight, but every time I teach this, oh, my. It just totally, the mountain of my pride melts like wax, and I can't believe that he loves me this way and if you don't read the Song of Songs every couple of months, you're gonna get dry and toasty like Melba toast. You're gonna get you, you you need the the softening influence, the oil of heaven that comes when you read the song of songs. Now I teach a lot of stuff, but there's nothing sweeter than this. This is the greatest song ever. This is not the best song of Solomon, it's the best song ever. I mean, where Jesus culture leaves off, this takes up. I mean, the bead can't even get this high. This is an awesome, revelatory, divine soliloquy. It is the the most incredible put-to-music song ever composed. It was sung over you the day you were born, and I believe it's a song of the Lamb mentioned in Revelation 15. It will be sung over you when you enter your inheritance. There's something divinely embedded into this song to unlock the heart, to draw us into the cloud-filled realm, to pull us out of this I'm no good into forget about you. It's Jesus plus nothing. And, and when you're in his presence, he makes anybody look good. Jesus makes anybody look good. Jesus makes anybody anointed and fragrant in his presence. You don't try, strive. The very first words of the book is let him. Where's their religion in those two words? Let him. That's all you need to do to be a delight. All you have to do to to, to make God happy is wake up in the morning. Your eyelids flutter open. God says, boom, I love you. New mercies kiss your heart every single morning. Fresh, new mercies of heaven come upon you. Mercy, guys, that's like, forget about what happened yesterday. Yesterday, in a sense, didn't exist because a new mercy greets you every morning. This is the fresh message of the Song of Songs. It enthralls the heart. It brings us into the ecstatic realm. It makes us all mystical lovers, even if you don't want to be. It pulls us into this realm of union with Christ. I wish you would study it. If I were God, you know, if I were Brian Almighty for one day, I'd make every one of you, oh, you would all fall in love with the Song of Songs. You'd become a lifelong student. Like me, I've read a hundred commentaries. I still have a, a stack of more that I, I just found an, another old one that I'm going to read through in, uh, in, in coming days. But to become a lifetime student. And I would, I would leave that here with you. If I have a mantle, I will leave it here. Take it, somebody. But I'm going to leave the Song of Songs mantle with you. That you will be the cloud-filled lovers of God that worship Him in spite. ha <laughs> She's going to come and get it. Oh, Lord, double it on her life. There's something about you that says i want it i want god amen yeah god wants to send the fire is love the fire of his love to you i mean some of you look bored i mean if you did a selfie uh, you you'd have to like yeah okay whatever but god wants to put fire in your in your soul God knows you need it, man. You need the flame of God. So I just came back from Israel not too long ago. And by the way, you're coming with me to Israel. Don't make me do the Yoda thing again, but you're coming with me to Israel. TPTIsraelTour.com, in case you didn't hear that a hundred times already. But I, I was there at, um, at Pentecost, And a thousand Chinese leaders, they can't have meetings like this in China, so they go to, they they run to Israel, and uh, I don't know why, but they had me come to be their speaker. And um, it was Pentecost, so I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to teach on the fire of God. I'm going to give you the seven baptisms of the fire of God in the word of, of Scripture. The seven baptisms of fire. Did I teach that here? Have I ever done that? Who knows? We may do that Monday night. You don't want to come to Monday night at all. But I may do it tomorrow night. We'll just see. But okay, so I'm teaching the seven baptisms of fire. And the fire of God, and I'm prophesying to them, I'm saying, you were brought here by Almighty God so that you would be ignited by fire, with fire, and you would go back to China with the flame, but more than that, that you would help release a fire in Jerusalem. Another Pentecost at any cost is coming to this nation. Bam, the fire alarm went off right then. The fire alarm went off. And I said, it's gonna go off 12 more times as a sign from God that He's igniting you as a revivalist to bring the anointing of heaven into Jerusalem. Beep, beep, it went off 12 times. After the 12th time, they rushed me. They're Chinese, they, they, don't, they, they don't sit there like boring uh, Americans. <laughs> they rushed me, they had to carry me out of the building, and I had to mildly rebuke them because you don't chase, you don't look to a man. When that kind of stuff happens, when signs and wonders happen, don't chase the man. You chase the, the one that the sign points to and the one who you wonder about. But I'm telling you, it changed their lives. And it's going to change your life tonight. The fire of heaven going to come to you. It's passion and fire, baby. Let's start with passion. We'll slow dance first, okay? God wants to put a fiery passion in your heart. Everybody say, let him kiss me. Don't turn, don't turn to the person next to you and say those words, but, but let, him, <laughs> let him kiss me. I love doing Song of Songs. You know what? I, 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 I got on the map in New England for teaching this, and people would come from five states to come and hear me teach Song of Songs, and, and a lot of singles would come. And, and what happened is we started doing weddings, bro. I mean, I had so many weddings, I had to hire a full-time wedding pastor. Yeah, I had so many singles getting married. Uh, every church, the single ministry of every church emptied out into our congregation. Most of our congregation were single adults. Because the word got out, you go to that church, it happens. <laughs> I, I remember La- I remember Lady and the Tramp moments, you know, with the spaghetti and, and the, the people in the same row, maybe a few seats apart, and, and, and they'd turn and ooh, boom. Romance. It's what makes the world go round. God wants to ignite you with passion. Go ahead and say it again. Let him kiss me. Him kiss me. There's nothing wrong with you. A kiss from heaven wouldn't cure. Nothing. It's better than sozo. Therapy, medication, counseling, twelve steps. There's there's something about the divine kiss that heals. Everything in the human soul. Uh, The rejection, what you went through with your family. I know you got a messed up family, that's okay. What you went through with that, the upbringing, the sibling junk, and the parent this, and the parent that, and, and all that you had to go through, it's all healed with a kiss. And that's the first two words let him, or four words, let him kiss me. That's amazing. I wish every believer would just, like a mantra, would just say those four words for the next 30 days before you go to bed and when you wake up every morning, your eyes flutter open, you say, let him kiss me. You lay down on your pillow, you say, let him kiss me. Where do you think she gets all those dreams? It's because of the intimacy she has with Jesus that he pours his revelation into her heart. Intimacy is the key to inspiration. It's the key to revelation. So, <clears throat> the Shulamite journey is the path of, of that every lover goes on. It's the path of, of being told over and over how beautiful you are. You know, eight times in the Song of Songs, he calls you beautiful. Eight times. Eight is the number of new beginning. We're the new beginning. We're the new creation species, a new Entity on the earth. Three out of the eight times he says, oh, how beautiful. Oh, how beautiful. I mean, you don't go to church and hear this stuff. It's like double tithe. Where were you last night? How come you don't fast 41 days? And, and, you know, to be told over and over, I've actually had people tell me I was too encouraging and I need to slap the church every once in a while. You need to rebuke. There is a place for correction. There is a place. But I'll tell you what will melt your heart like nothing else. And it's something that will lead you to repentance. And it's, it's God sneaking up with his kindness and kissing you. When you deserve a lecture, you get a kiss. When you're at your worst moment. When you don't even like you. And he, he smothers you with the kiss divine. And says, I call you beautiful. He calls us radiant. He calls us flawless. And we don't even know how to spell Calvary yet. I mean, we've not gone through the issues and the, the stuff, but He He delights in us. He does not exaggerate when He says that you are beautiful. The God of transcendent beauty, who invented colors. Creation, the cosmos itself, the tapestry of this created order with its beauty, its symmetry, its nuance, its, its loveliness, and yet he looks at you and says, I define beauty by your yielded soul to me. That is beauty to me. That's the message of the Song of Songs. There's no angry rebuke. There's no pounding the pulpit. There's no, like, trashing the bride. He puts a crown on your head. And watches you grow up to fit it you're not ready for it yet but he still gives it to you and he says don't worry I will finish what I began in your life what I began initiated I will complete I'm not just the Alpha I'm the Omega I will end this puppy the right way I'll get it done and there is a relentlessness about his love that he will not be turned aside by your weirdness by your oh well I don't feel like it today God that will not hinder him he's going to keep going after you and pursuing you because love never ends it never fails it never stops being loving it can't happen there's something about this love that will it will, res, it will go over your resistance it will go over your defenses it will roll over your but I don't like that kind of gooey stuff He'll sneak right in the back door. He'll come around when you're not looking, when you're not expecting. Third song of a worship set, and suddenly you're bawling, and you go, why? Because he's coming. He's drawing near to you. There's something intrinsically beautiful about your soul before God. He doesn't say you look beautiful. He says you are beautiful. There's something exquisitely Alluring, about your heart given over to Jesus, dude. If you take love out of here, out of this, I'm I'm gone. I'm out of here. If you take love out of the equation, I quit. All we have is dead religion. But when you put the Song of Songs where it belongs, in the center of the Bible and in the center of your heart. And every artery of the body of Christ goes back into that Song of Songs revelation. I'm convinced Paul and I'm gonna write a book, when he Banoff and I are gonna co-write a book on Pauline theology and how it finds its roots in the Song of Songs. That so many times what you think is really cool Pauline teaching actually goes back and traced back into the revelation of the Song of Songs. So, because the book is so vast, it's eight chapters, it's so full, I cannot do it justice tonight for those of you first time uh, getting exposed to this. It's just impossible for me to do, and Song of Songs doesn't yield very well to select verses, to just popping out a verse and kind of, you can do that, and it's, it's legal, but it, you've got to see the Song of Songs as a story. It's the story of how God perfects and matures his bride the bride of Christ Jesus it's Jesus whole mission on earth it wasn't just to bleed for our sins that is so awesome and will never exhaust the beauties of the cross and please don't take any offense or don't think for a moment I'm diluting any of that but he wanted you he wanted your fellowship and sin was in between you and he. So he removed it by the blood, but the real purpose of his coming and of his cross is to bring you into union with him. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.9, we're brought into the fellowship of his son. So we enter the koinonia of the Godhead. We experience the life of the Godhead, father, son, spirit, wrapped around us. The ancient fathers called it perichoresis. Perry is around, the Greek word around or surround. Choresis sounds a little bit like chorus. It's the singing around you God. Or choreography, it's the dance around you God. The God who dances and sings around you. Just as they dance and sing around each other, Father, Son, and Spirit, by the way, he started cell group ministry. He is one. He started a home group. He is one. And so, they—they they, for eternity, they loved each other. It was the feast of love. It was the love feast of the Godhead. How the father loved the son. And again, father, son are just terms of accommodation. Their relationship is compared to a father and son, but he's infinitely more than a father, and he's infinitely more than a son. Those are terms of accommodation. Theologians use that phrase. To help us understand uh, in an earthly sense of this beautiful divine dance. And to think that he invites us into the, the dance divine. We are invited into the triune glory through the blood of his son and through the love of Jesus. It's all about a dance. It's all about a wedding. The very first miracle Jesus did was at a wedding. They have no wine. And so the world is, is joyless until Christ comes to the wedding, to bring a wedding to the earth and to bring the effervescence, the, the, the exhilaration of the wine of his spirit. He brings it to us. He takes the six stone water pots, not clay because that would defile the washing of the hands, but stone And it's a picture of the ritual hearts of stone that try to please God. Filled to the brim with water. Dull, boring water. But Jesus turned water into wine. And he takes, you know, what once was religion, and he suddenly brings the joy of the Holy Ghost into the room. Some of you look like you need it. Boy, you could really need it. Man. You don't want to be the cover page to the book of Lamentations, do you? <laughs> oh, Like the couple at Bible college, we, we talk about this quite a bit. They got up and sang a special, and it was, Oh, no, it's not an easy road. We're traveling. Man, won't you give us some joy? Put some zippity in your doodah. Put some pep in that step. So the Lord did his miracle of joy at the wedding. His great parables were all about a wedding, right? And the very last words of Jesus, now, those of you that know it, please don't steal my punchline. But the very last words of Jesus on the cross, remember, it is finished. But Jesus didn't say it is finished to tell a story. He didn't say that in Greek because Jesus did not speak Greek. At least he didn't speak it on the cross because we have it recorded that he spoke Aramaic on the cross. The last word Jesus spoke was kala. Kala is a Hebrew word that means finished, consummated, completed. Yes. I'm not taking that from you. Don't leave here and say, I didn't. Brian Simmons says it's not finished. Oh, shut the front door. <laughs> no, it's finished. But kalah has another meaning. Okay? Kalah is a homonym. It, it linguistically has an additional meaning to finished. When you come to Israel, we'll ask any Hebrew speaker, what does kalah mean? And they will tell you this. Bride. The last word Jesus spoke. Bride! He gave his blood for his bride, the blood price to woo and win his sacred partner, the divine addition to the Godhead. Because we are partakers of the divine nature. We now enter into the ecstasies of the love feast. And whatever Father, Son, and Spirit enjoy, we now receive. Whatever the feast of love that transpires and the inner penetration of one another, three but one, mingled as one, that now brings, uh, is now our experience. We are brought into the mystical union of the Godhead. My lovely friends, it doesn't get any better than this. If you're expecting a punchline better than this, you're going to be disappointed. Shall I repeat it? You are brought into the divine ecstasies of the Godhead. Yeah. You. With that mess you got back home. I mean, you. Because he loves you. God loves you so much. Jesus would rather go to hell for you than live in heaven without you. You were in his mind when he prayed in Gethsemane. He stumbled beneath the cross and said, I'm going to get back up for you. Put your name there. I'm going to get back up for you. He went all the way to the cross. He opened his palm for your nail. He says he turned his back. He he gave his back to those that beat him. His beard to those that plucked it up. spit on him. They smashed a crown of thorns into his brow. The very last thing man did to him was stick him with a spear. That's what we did. And he says, don't hold it against them. Don't hold it against them. My love. He calls us his dove in the Song of Songs. My love, my dove. Man, my dove? Isn't that what the Holy Spirit is equated to a dove? You mean as much to him as the Holy Spirit. You are brought into this divineness of being one. One. Your destiny is not to make it through life happy. It's to be joined to the Godhead forever. And in the divine ecstatic realm of union, your eternal desire will come true. He is all desires, Song of Songs 5:16. It says all my desires I find in you all my desires. It's literally, you are all desires. Everything the human heart could desire, any pleasure, any, any delight, any friendship, any you know, uh, human relationship that can bring the sweetness of, of life, you are all of that and more. You're every desire. You're like a week in Aruba. You're like Hawaii vacation. You're like a cruise. You, I mean, keep going. You're you're everything. All desires. Creme brulee. <laughs> Cappuccino with a cannoli. You are everything. Cheesecake fact. I mean, <laughs> every desire. So let me. T- take you now as I finish ha 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 I said that to my church that laughed I said in closing go, yeah right Brian we, we we've heard that before song of song six <clears throat> I want to focus on a few verses and then we'll let you go and I'm gonna pray my wife and I are gonna pray down the fire of glory over everyone in this room fire alarm may go off we have we have we have seen so many fire alarms go off in our meetings for uh, years, and it just happened not long ago. For years, every hotel we walked in, as soon as we came in the door, the fire alarm went off. Everybody's running out. and We went to bed. I knew what this was. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. All these people in their robes, you know, and jammies. I go, "Fah." <laughs> we had a coal of fire light a church Struck a church on fire when I was prophesying it in Rhode Island. That's okay. You, you guys don't need to know all of this. You already got the fire, don't you? I know what's in here. Song of Songs 6. Thou shalt read it in the Passion Translation. Verse 1. The, the speaker of verse 1 of chapter 6 is the, uh, are the uh, ladies-in-waiting. They're the daughters of Jerusalem, also called the daughters of Zion, and there's a significance in why he calls them two different things. But here in verse 1, the ladies that are accompanying the bride say to her, you are the rarest of beauty. Isn't it amazing when other people begin to see the anointing of God on your life? the favor of God. And she was becoming so close to the Lord that they say to her, O oh, rarest of beauty, where has your lover gone? We want to see him too. Where may we find him? We will follow you as you seek after him. Earlier in, the, in chapter 5, they said, why, would you, why do you love him this way? And after she told them why, Now they say, where can we find him too? There's something about a lover of God that will create lovers of God. You're never more attractive and appealing than when you're passionate for God. You're you're more like Jesus when you're in love with the Father than ever before. There's something that comes upon you when you give your heart to the the emotional fire that God has put inside you. Don't tamp it down. Don't shut it off. Forget about what they taught you in Bible college about don't show your emotions. Don't live by your emotions. Dude, you need some. I understand what they're saying. I think what they're saying to be gracious to them is don't live only by your emotions. I got that. I totally understand that. But to say your emotions are bad, which is an evangelical Um, You know, it's implied in evangelicalism, is to really shut down the spirit, emotional, passionate heart of men and women. I'll tell you who will win the nations. It's the most passionate. You got people out there praying five times a day to a God that isn't. So we need to be men and women that have a fire in our heart. Can I get an amen in this Lutheran church? So they're being ignited with passion, and if you want to know the skinny on this, at the end of the book, they become the Shulamite that says, let him kiss me, and that cycle begins all over again. Verse 2, she responds to them and says, my lover has gone into his garden of delight. If you ever wonder where Jesus is, he seems to be hiding, I'll tell you where he is. He's in his garden of delight. All you have to know is where it is and where to find it. But the garden of delight is the heart of his yielded ones. You are his garden. You are the Eden of heaven. The garden of Eden is now the human soul. Chapter 4, I don't have time to go back and review all of the Song of Songs, but in chapter 4, if you'll read it carefully, she is described as his private paradise, his bliss-filled garden. The Garden of Eden, and you know what Eden means, right? Bliss. The Garden of Delight. God created man in the Garden of Delight. Drop the mic, boom. I mean, think about it. God put man not in a school to learn, not in a factory to work, but in a Garden of Delight. So simply grow and to become one with the divine gardener, the heavenly one who planted us. And in this realm of the garden of delight, that's where you'll find Jesus. It says it's where his spices grow. That's his virtues growing in the heart. To feast with those that are pure in heart, the lilies. He browses among the lilies. Hello, lilies. What a lovely group of lilies you are here tonight. The lily in the Bible is always a metaphor of God's people. Hosea speaks of his people as lilies. Even Jesus said, consider the lilies, how they grow. <laughs> they don't work. They just grow. And that's how the spirit life of every human being in, in the kingdom of God, how we mature and grow is not by, it's not by might nor by power, uh, by, or not by fleshly effort, the striving, the one who works the hardest wins. No, it's the one who loves the most wins. Then verse, verse 3, she gets it. She understands that she'll never have a relationship with Jesus externally anymore. He says, he is within me. She says, he is now within me. I am his garden of delight. She gets this divine revelation that I don't go outside of here to find Jesus. Jesus. He's now within me, feasting on the virtues He produces in me. (laughs) The fruit of His life, the wine, the milk, the honey, the milk and honey under our tongue, it says. Song of Songs 4, I think it's verse 10. The milk and honey under our tongue. That means you're full of it. If it's under your tongue, it's pouring out of you. Oh, my Milk and honey, that's the promised land, right? Isn't that flowing with milk and honey? You are the divine inheritance, Ephesians 1. It's the riches of the glorious inheritance in his saints. You carry the Garden of Eden within you. The delight of heaven is now in you, and and we offer it back to him, and it's like milk and honey under our tongue. I have him fully, and now he fully has me. From this verse on, there's a major shift in the Song of Songs. And verse four, you better sit down for this because this, you've never heard anything quite like this. I, I can guarantee it. He says, My beloved, you are lovely. Tell the person next to you, even if they're weird, tell them you are lovely. You are lovely, and listen to what he says about her. And I'll, what it says in the Hebrew text is, "You are as lovely as Tirzah. You're, you're as 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 beautiful as Tirzah, as lovely as Jerusalem." So he compares the bride to city. He compares her to a city. Did Jesus say we're a city set on a hill? And this, this beautiful end time bride that's emerging from the religiosity of the church out of the church there is an emer- there's emerging radiant partner for the son of God. And he says you are as beautiful as Tirzah and interestingly Tirzah means beautiful. You're as beautiful as beauty itself. And then he says, you're lovely as Jerusalem. Now, Tirzah was the northern capital. It was in Samaria, and it was, it was a world wonder at its heyday. It was the most beautiful uh, city in the Middle East. It was an amazing place. You can go into historical records and find out about Tirzah. And he compares her to this beautiful city, and then he compares her to Jerusalem. You're as beautiful as Jerusalem. Now, is there a verse in the Bible that talks about a Jerusalem like coming out of heaven. It's a new Jerusalem, isn't it? Yeah. You are not going to the new Jerusalem. That's a myth. There's not a floating city in the sky. You're not going to go up there. The Bible doesn't say that. You've been taught that. Maybe some books said it. Maybe a cool teacher taught it. But it's not in the book. The Bible does not say you are going to the new Jerusalem. Nowhere. It says the new Jerusalem is coming here. It's coming out of heaven down here. And it looks like something. It's a city that looks like something. What is that something? It's a city that looks like a bride. The bridal city is the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem is who you will be, not where you're going. We are the new Jerusalem company Hebrews 12, we've already come to the new Jerusalem realm, the Zion company, the Zion realm. Come on, I think that's a word you're used to here. How beautiful is Zion? Zion is not a place, it's a people. It's a realm of a people. It's a union where lovers meet. There's all kinds of metaphoric terms in the scripture, and Zion is one of them. Zion is the mingling of God and man. You are a 200% human being sitting here today. You are 200%. Dust and deity have mingled and kissed. And you are the offspring of the divine. So, if you miniaturize the New Jerusalem, it's the breastplate of the high priest. The 12 gates, the stones... The breastplate, let me help you with this. If you take the breastplate of the high priest and you magnify it, it becomes the new Jerusalem. So over the heart of every priest must be the revelation. We are the city of God. We are the dwelling place. I don't go into a temple. I am the temple. I don't go into the presence. I carry the presence. I bring it with me. I don't pull heaven down. That is such a 90s concept. (laughs) Heaven is moved from a location to an encounter, to an experience. And the heavenly realm is now within you. You're not yet ready to hear this, but Revelation 4 is in you. The same door Jesus knocks on, two verses later, opens into an encounter of a portal of union with Jesus. One of these days, you'll, you'll, you'll get that. But there is this Zion realm, a new Jerusalem reality. By the way, the stones, the precious stones, they were jewels. This, this right here, what I'm about to share in like a minute and a half, two minutes, could be a three-day weekend. But the names of the sons of Israel were engraved on those 12 stones, right? Okay. Okay. So a stone is a sun that's a gate. It's a stone, with a, but it's a sun, and it's the gate into the New Jerusalem. So the 12 gates are 12 sons that are 12 stones. Still with me? Interestingly, ben in Hebrew is a homonym that means son, and it also means to build, the verb to build. Stones. By the way, Jesus was a, not a carpenter, the way you think. Technon, he was a stone mason. He, was, he worked with stone, not just wood, because he's building a temple, right? Yeah, if you look at the original Greek manuscripts, it doesn't necessarily limit to wood. He was a builder. It's a better word. Not a carpenter, a builder. And he would use stone to build his house out of suns. So a sun is a gate and a stone. And the name of the sun is the revelation of the gate you pass through. Still with me? The very first stone on the breastplate was Reuben. It's not a sandwich. It's it's a sun. And the Reuben sun stone gate, the first gate you come into to the New Jerusalem reality, if I were to take you through the 12 gateways, you would become the New Jerusalem. Boom. Boom. The first gate you pass through. Is it late to go this deep into stuff? You okay? Okay, the first gate you pass through is Reuben, which means behold a son. And the first words that we have of the prophetic, prophetic voice is behold the Lamb of God. Behold the son. So the first... Experience you pass through to become the new Jerusalem is salvation. There's eleven more. Eleven more. And a gate is, is a, a, a gate is an experience. A door, remember, Jesus says, I am the door. So every one of these gates point to Jesus. So uh, if, if I take you from this room into another room, it's a different experience, here we have seats, we have sound, lights we do ministry, we have fun we do our stuff, but over here we go to the bathroom over here we buy books or we, we go into the hallway or we go out another gate to our car so every gate becomes an experience, so the first gate, behold the sun, the second one, I'm, I, I'm just going to race. I'm not going to give you all of them, I don't have time but the second one is Simeon. And it's your hearing is opened. He who hears, He who hears. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is the second. There's 10 more. And the second gate or experience or son is Simeon, the Simeon realm, where you begin to hear God, dreams, you hear His voice, you commune with him. By the way, Peter was not his name. It was a nickname. Peter was not his real name. His real name was Simon, but that's not his real name either. His real name was Simeon. Simon is the anglicized Latin equivalent. But the real name of the apostle was Simeon. And isn't it interesting that Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal it to you, but my father who is in heaven. Simeon heard the first. Simeon, very important experience of hearing who Christ is and hearing of the prophetic realm. There's ten more gates. Let's jump to the last so I can move on. <laughs> but the last is Benjamin. Benjamin means son of my right hand. It's The journey into the New Jerusalem begins with beholding the son And it culminates in becoming the Son. The Father loves the Son so much, He will fill the earth with people just like Him. Everything you love about Jesus is who you will become. He brings many sons into what? Glory. He's the firstborn. What's the implication with that? I don't know. These are mysteries. We're touching mysteries here. But they're true, and they're in the Word of God. So Benjamin is the son of my right hand. Hey, did you know that every Benjamite mentioned in the Bible was left-handed? I'm going to sanctify all you lefties, southpaws here. Every Benjamite was left-handed because if you walk with the father, if you're the son of his right hand and you walk with the father, I'm at his right hand, and the father says, hold my hand, son. What hand is going to take his right hand? Your left. So every one of the sons, the Benjamin company, are lefties. And by the way, it was a Benjamite that gave the sonship revelation. His name was Paul of the tribe of Benjamin. Now Benjamin is a beautiful picture of the last day's church that will mature into the image of Christ. This is why the story of Joseph is so important. Uh, for our partners, I'm doing mentoring sessions. Any of our partners tune into my Joseph mentoring. There was a few of you I teach I'm giving our partners some of these goodies about uh, Joseph. But Joseph, I have over 50 parallels of Joseph's life to Jesus. Over 50. I mean, he was sold by, betrayed by his brothers, sold by pieces of silver. They, the, he was, he, he married a Gentile. <laughs> so many things about Joseph are parallels to Jesus. So Jesus Joseph is the clearest, Joseph and David become the clearest pictures of Jesus in the Old Testament. You'll never find a better picture of Jesus than in the the imagery of Joseph. So if Joseph is a picture of Jesus, who would Benjamin be a picture of? Us, the son of my right hand company, the last day's company. So remember when the ten bros came and bowed down? In front of Joseph. And Joseph counts them. Under his breath. Uno. Dos. Tres. cuatro, Cinco. Because he can't come out of. It. You know. He, they don't know it's Joseph. This, this second in command of the world. Is their brother that they betrayed. And he's there. And his dream is coming true. But not yet. Because there's only ten. His dream was 11. He saw 11 sheaves of wheat. So he inquired, and he said, Does your father have another son? What he's saying is, Did you kill Benjamin too, like you did me? No, that's really what he's saying. And they said, Well, yeah, he's got another son. And he basically said, You are not going to see me again until I see Benjamin. Somebody's going to get this. He said, you will not see my face again until I get to see Benjamin. Somebody's going to get this. Let's start over. Joseph is a picture of Jesus. We are the Benjamin company of his right hand of the last days. And you think he's going to come in the next year or two? Unpack your bags, bro. There's some kingdom building. There's some stuff we got to go through. Don't worry. He's, he's not coming as quick as you think. The book of Revelation says I come swiftly. That's the word tachos, where we get tachometer. It's, what he's saying is when I, when I start to come, it's going to happen suddenly. It's not I'm going hap- to come tomorrow. Until I see Benjamin, until I see the son of my right hand, you will not see my face again. So they, he keeps Simeon as a hostage. Remember the story? And he sends the other nine away. So nine bros with Benjamin back home, ten, and then Simeon he keeps there. You see, he holds your back, your hearing, until he sees what he's after. So Benjamin comes, and this time he lets Simeon out of jail. And 11 burrows, just like his dream. And Joseph, he calls a feast. And remember, these guys are hungry. They're in a famine. And he, he, like, he fills this table. He can't sit with them because he's the, he's the boss. So he sits over here with his headdress, his Egyptian robe. I mean, they're in fear of this man. And he lines the brothers up, uh, you know, secretly. He, he stations their chairs according to their birth order. And in my book called *The Dreamer*, if there's any left, I, I give the odds. I think it's six million and something to one that you could pick 11 birth orders of people randomly like that. And, and they look down the table and, and they, they go, "What? He, this is our birth order." And they look over at Joey and go, "Who is this guy?" And while they're you know distracted, Joseph tells the steward. Put five times as much food in front of Benjamin. Five turkey legs. Five pumpkin pies. Five three-bean casseroles. (laughs) Five corn on the cob. Whatever. Okay. Five plates of food in front of Benjamin. And here's the other guys. They're eating. They're enjoying. They're feasting. Oh, man, they're starting to loosen up. You know, this is kind of cool. And they look down the table... And the end of the table, Benjamin, what, what? He's got five plates of food. Why did Joseph do that? To see if they'd be jealous of Benjamin the way they were of his favor. He was testing to see if they were ready for the unveiling. And when the church gets out of the competition, the, the circus of comparison... And we come into, everybody is a priest. Everybody's a lover. Everybody's a Shulamite. We all come into this fiery passion. Then he can't take it. He weeps. He takes off his headdress. And he says, I am Joseph. I'm the one you put in a pit. They were so shocked. Who could have come up with a drama like this? And then he said the most amazing words that that live inside of me. He said to the guys that gave him the most pain come close to me come close to me don't draw back draw near and he kissed every one of those raunch I mean those wonderful brothers he <laughs> kissed he kissed Reuben he didn't say why didn't you rescue me out of the pit when I cried A 17-year-old boy, you threw me into that pit. You don't know what you did. He kissed him, and he did it to Simeon, and he went right down the line. He kissed every one of his brothers. When you do that to the people who have hurt you the most, you are ready for your unveiling. And he will unveil himself, and your redemption will be complete. The Shulamite lovers must arise. I didn't even get to my message tonight, but look, look at verse five. If you can take some more. Jesus looks at you, cups your face in his hands until he can't take it anymore. And he says, Turn your eyes from me. I can't take it anymore. I can't resist the passion. Of these eyes that I adore. Overpowered by a glance. My ravished heart undone. Held hostage by your love. I'm truly overcome. The radiant bride is going to win his heart like you can't believe. Jesus himself, in poetic language, he's saying... I can't take this. You you don't even know me who I really am. Not like the father knows me. Not like the angels see me. You kind of barely know me. You kind of try to get along with me, but you love me like this. I'm moved by your heart. Turn your eyes from me. I can't take it anymore. I can't resist the passion. Of these eyes that I adore. Overpowered by a glance. My ravished heart undone. Held hostage by your love. I'm truly overcome. You conquer the heart of Jesus. With a glance of your eyes. Just a glance. Chapter 4. And it, your his heart skips a beat. You, you've ravished my heart. My Equal my bride, chapter 4, verse 6 says, You've ravished my heart. I got to go to Ireland and I I, I wanted to do this so bad. I, I couldn't help myself. You ravished my heart. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. They didn't, but I liked it. Ravished my heart. <laughs> That's what you do to the heart of Jesus in your weak, immature place. I mean, come on, man. You still got the stuff you got to deal with. But you ravish his heart. What kind of king would be ravished by his former enemies that fought him, resisted him? He had to overcome them. He had to like conquer them. Jesus is the conqueror, is he not? But you conquer the conqueror with a glance, one glance of your eyes of worship, and you conquer the conqueror. If you conquer the conqueror, why that would make you more (laughs) than a conqueror through him who loved us. something about your passion that moves him. He's going to rip heaven open, bro, to come after you. The day will come when his lookalike emerges from the cocoon of our life on this planet. We will emerge as the perfect match for the Son of God. I mean like jharmony.com. Perfect match. Personality traits, you know, highly compatible with the Son of God perfect match Mm. wink wink (laughs) and he's going to come back for that by the way this will ruin your mother's day but the virtuous woman isn't Proverbs 31 isn't a woman it's not your mama yo mama cook my breakfast mama You be that virtuous woman. You do this. You stay up all night. You cook homemade everything. Mama. uh Uh-uh. She ain't your mama. The virtuous church, the virtuous bride is actually the radiant bride of the last days. It's a parable. She works with her hands. That's five-fold ministry. She works with flax. That's where linen garments of a priest come from. She's an intercessor. She's a church planting evangelist. She buys a nation. It says land, but it can mean the nation. So she buys a nation with her prayers and plants vineyards there. Church planting evangelist, intercessor, going to the nations. Come on, baby. Whoever this chick is, she is mighty like an army. The word chayil should not be translated virtuous. Shail is the word used for David's mighty men. It's a male term, bro. Whoever she is, she's a warrior. It's a parable of the last days. The bride, the radiant bride, not virtuous, mighty like an army. It can also be translated wealthy, prosperous, abundant. Turn your eyes from me. Can you imagine? I mean... I got to quit, but gosh, I mean, this is crazy that Jesus would say about a messed up bunch of people and he looks at us and he says, you don't see what I see. You see the flaws, I don't. You see your history, I don't. You don't have a history. Your history ended with three nails. You do not have a history. You only have a destiny. Remember, he puts a crown on our head. And he watches us grow up to fit it. And that day will come when the radiance of Christ will emerge literally. And you will be the shining one of Daniel 12.3. And the beautiful Christ that you love and adore will literally (laughs) come right out of your personality and who you are. And you will love so deeply that people will not recognize you. You will care so intimately about the needs of people. You will hear what the Father's doing. You will do only that, guilt-free, without condemnation. Fearlessly, you will walk through your days without being intimidated by the know-it-alls. You will simply live out of the fullness of this deep well of salvation. You'll draw water out of that deep well of salvation. That's your destiny. That's who you really are you've got to go into the future and pull it into the now. Take the hope-filled future and bring it into the mess-filled day that you just went through. <clears throat> and live in this realm of union with Jesus. Everything you love about Jesus will be said over your life. Your calling is to be a look-alike. You'll be fully like Him. I did a Greek word study about like. It says we will be like him. I was shocked what it really meant. It actually means we will be like him. <laughs> and the, the, you know, the religious structure system that will say, oh, 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 you're, you're, you're too encouraged. You're telling, wait, 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 you got to smack them. You got to put them back in their place. Get back into your cage. Unchain my heart. We got to be those set free. It's for freedom we have been set free. (laughs) And don't let anyone bring you into the yoke of bondage. Do this. Don't touch that. Be good. No, don't be good. Be, Be holy in Christ. Be complete in Him. Be filled with all the fullness of the Godhead bodily that dwells in us. So tonight, yeah, I'm not done, but I'm done. I guess to be continued would be a good phrase. But that's the story I'm sticking to, and I'm telling you guys, the radiance of Jesus is going to come out of you. The Zion company is going to emerge. You're going to have a greater impact in your city than ever before. You're going to be supernaturally drawn back into the prayer room. And not because of some guilt theology. You know, you're know, you no good if you don't pray 25 hours a day. That That is not going to be what draws you in. It is a supernatural influence that's going to sweep over the Zion realm, the Zion people, both campuses. Whoa, look out, Josh. And, and there's going to be prayer meetings are going to start being spontaneous where people will be drawn to pray. And of course, there'll be teaching and preaching and discipleship and all the ministries of the Word and of the Spirit will continue, but there's going to be the the sweetness of the house of prayer, the joy of the house of prayer, not copying somebody in Kansas City or copying somebody at, at Reading, but being who God has called you to be here in Columbus. And living a walking prayer meeting, the Holy of Holies on two legs, carry like Mary the Christ of glory, and you will become the radiant Shulamite partners of Jesus. That's what I see for you. Thanks for letting me come and share this sweet song. You got to come to Broadway when we do this and get wrecked with all of us as the song of the ages. The most beautiful song ever is sung over you. It's your story written in advance. It's who you are. You're a Shulamite. You know Shulamite and Solomon is the same Hebrew root word. It's the same. One masculine, one feminine. We're joined to the Lord, my friends. We're one spirit. First Corinthians 6.17, why don't we preach that one? He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. One spirit. What is that? Let's find out. To be one spirit with Jesus. Radiance is in your future. Jesus will not come back until a radiant bride brings him back. We bring back the king. When is Jesus coming? When you bring him. If the second coming, which is not in the Bible, if the second coming depended on you, how close are we? We bring back the king. When David was exiled out of Jerusalem, the elders gathered and said, who will bring back the king? What have we done? Who will bring back the king? May a Benjamin company rise with the power and authority the earth has yet to see. A throne room company, anointed of heaven. See through Christians that aren't caring about reputations or Israel trips. They're caring about one thing, and it's Jesus. Uh, Somebody here with, even right now, you've got some severe neck pain. God wants to heal you right now. In Jesus' name. There's some skeletal issues with your neck. Is that you, sweetheart? Okay. Is there anyone else? I mean, you're, you're enough. But if there's another one, yeah. Yes, neck pain. There's three, okay, four, yeah. Five. Yeah, I think I've got six. Uh, Is there another? Anybody want neck pain? No, seven. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Seven of you, would you mind standing real quick? And you're going to be a testimony. Let's see if there's seven here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I can't count. That's great. The ten of you are going to be a testimony to your family and to chiropractors, and to your own self and your church of God's healing power. (laughs) Receive it right now. The fire of God coming down your spine. From your nose to your toes, a healing grace pouring over you right now. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Just move your neck a little bit. You're going to feel it already. The fire. I'm feeling it like shoulders. Some of it has to do with shoulder as well as neck. Uh, you're you're gonna feel the fire. I feel it on me. You're feeling it. Yeah. This is the fire of His healing, the healing fire of God. This is the sign of of, of uh, what God is saying to this church that He's aligning your your neck, your hearts, your will, your calling into heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone with uh, right ear uh, deafness, not. If you're both ears, it's not you. Somebody that's a right ear, you had uh, something happen in your right ear that's caused you not to hear very well. Boom. Anybody else? Boom. Boom, boom. Yeah. Stand up, right ear people. Thank you, Lord. Anyone over here has a right ear? Do you have a right ear over here? You do have right ears, I assume. Okay. All right, Lord, touch these dear ones. Put your hand over your right ear, please. The Lord's going to. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Healing in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name. It's so easy to flow in healing in this church. And I'm, uh, I'm guessing, okay, the rest of you sit down, and if you're part of the healing room ministry or, or you have a healing ministry, I'd like you to stand real quick. I know you have a healing room here, and uh, we honor you. We thank you for your devotion to the Lord and how you minister to people as it relates to healing. Yeah, God's going to intensify that right now. He's going to intensify the healing gift. It's gifts of healing, plural, plural. So you have one, but you're going to get some more. Put your hand on your tummy, if you can find it. Inside of there is the spirit of man. Stir up the gift that is in you. Stir it up. I see a hand literally coming out of heaven and going like this, rubbing your tummy right now. Some of you are going to feel it. I feel it. I feel a pressure on my stomach. That healing, stirring up the gift of healing in you, in Jesus' name. Increase it, Lord. Let every service, every gathering of Zion have miracle healing testimonies. Anoint the healing room. I I get to speak up there at the International Healing Room Conference coming up. I don't know if any of you guys are going there, but I'll, I'll be there speaking. I pray for those involved with the healing room. Who's in charge of the healing rooms? Is, a, is there a one that's in charge? Okay. Candy, pray over her, please. Candace, pray over her. Thank you, Lord. How's the neck going for you, neck people? Is it all right? Neck doing all right? How about the ear people? ears, okay? Those of you we prayed for with the ears? A little better? Come on. Come on, baby. All right. Thank you, guys. May the love of heaven fill your heart. May the Lord bless you, keep you, lift up the light of His glorious, smiling countenance upon you. And may He give you a peace that goes way beyond anything you've experienced before. And I want you to stay and linger for just a moment because my wife and I are going to pray over you. In Jesus' name, God bless you.
3: Yes, thank you, thank you. We've got our ushers come uh, forward. We're going to take up an offering. And uh, like I said, he's going to be praying over everybody at the end here. So just uh, if you guys could just hang tight. A couple different ways you can give um cash if you make your checks out to uh zion christian fellowship we will count it all separate for brian and candace and then uh on our zion app if you go to that uh there's a you scroll down there's brian simmons there you can, there's a text to give that is working its way towards the screen even as we speak very exciting okay so i don't know if you guys picked this up zion the realm of people where lovers meet The mingling of God and man. That sounds like a great idea. (laughs) That sounds like what we want. The realm of the... Oh, I can't... Oh, okay. I can read my writing. The Zion realm, the new Jerusalem reality. Oh, man. Lord, let it be. Mm, Lord, just unveil it, grow it. Help us to cooperate with your grace, not to block it. And Lord, those from other churches, God, just, uh, just let it come on them heavy. Let it come easy. Or oh, let them carry something special back. And Lord, we just bless Brian and Candace, God, that those, uh, those fiery darts of the enemy would be quickly extinguished. And uh, that, Lord, it would just somehow make them stronger, that it would hone his gift in even a greater way, that uh, it would turn them into more loving people. And that they would win over their critics, God, with their love, with their winsomeness, uh, with their wisdom. So we just bless them. God bless their kids, their grandkids, and those two great grandkids. We don't know how it's possible; they're so young looking. but Bless even the two great grandkids. Is it eight grandkids, two great grandkids? That what it is? And the three kids and the daughter-in-law, son-in-laws. Bless them, God. Bless your family, Lord. Let it uh, let them even inheritance for their children's 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 children. Lord, just an inheritance of revelation and financial blessing and abundance and breakthrough and love and wisdom. Lord, let them walk in it early. Lord, I pray you'll give them keen insight into those grandkids and the great-grandkids' destinies, that they will just speak words that find lodging place in their heart, God, and set the course of their life on fire. So, Lord, give them keen wisdom on how to deal with them individually and to encourage them and bless them. And Lord, thanks for the gifts uh, that, that are being given towards Brian and Candace. We know that it is good soil. And Lord, let it, uh, Lord, as we sow into it, let us just reap a harvest of wisdom and revelation. We bless them. Amen. All right, ushers and usherettes, uh, Go ahead and go for that. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., uh, Brian and Candace will be here, uh, perhaps with more dreams. It seems to be the pattern, so very exciting. And um, you know what we should do? Candace would. I, I'm asking permission, but it's it, it's, it's kind of be hard to say no when I'm asking it from the microphone and it's being live streamed. Um, could we, the, the the dreams that you email, could we just post them on our Zion Facebook page, our private ones? Yeah. So uh, she had those eight dreams, and so we'll we'll post those on the. By we I mean Lindsay. We'll post those on the um, uh, Zion Facebook page, and so uh, thank you. Yeah, those those are wonderful. Well, I think we'll just feast on those. And so uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m. at the Powell campus, uh, 6 p.m. here, and then uh, tomorrow night or Monday night at 7 p.m. So, man, and so we uh, there will be, uh, I don't think we'll, we're going to do worship uh, Monday, so just we're just going to jump right into it. Yep. Tomorrow is 5 p.m. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, the, the gift of administration has not been flowing through me <laughs> ever. And so, um, okay, tomorrow, Sunday, 10 a.m., 5 p.m., Monday, 7 p.m., and uh, so we're just going to hit the ground running, and so the, uh, so yeah, so we're probably not going to do worship, we're just going to just go for it, so bring your bib, because I think we're going to be doing a lot of feasting, it's going to be good, so, all right, so Brian, you guys are ready to come back, I'm not sure you want to do this, but thank you,
1: thank you, thank you, Pastor, you guys are so amazing, thank you for your kindness, you know, I got up here and totally forgot to give away, I was going to give this away. So uh, I want to give it to somebody that has never been in any of my meetings. You were the first hand I saw. So do you have one of these? You do now. Okay, could you come up and get it because I'm old? Yeah, give her a hand. Awesome. Now, did you, are you the one that came from Pennsylvania? Yes. Wow, all the way from Pennsylvania. Give her the William Penn anointing for her state in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Candace, let's come up and, um, you know, is is it okay? Worship team comes or or are they off the clock? Is is any pastor's wife always on the clock? Dude, that song about I hide myself in your victory, you wrote that. That That's so beautiful. I love that song. Could I ask that you do that? us. And let's worship with that song. And while we're worshiping, my wife and I are going to get some prophetic things and then uh, we'll call you forward and we'll pray. That sound good? Could you move this back? Let's stand before the Lord. triumph of the cross, the resurrection, (laughs) and we thank you that our battles are won. and wonders, miracles for the people of God, for our sons and daughters, the boys and girls, the youngsters, Lord, our children. Let them be for signs and wonders. Release the heavenly realm over this region. Be enthroned upon the praises of your people. Let every church in this region be visited by your spirit tomorrow with supernatural power and breakthrough. Give us miracles, conversions, conversions, supernatural salvations and healings more Lord we ask you that that throne room worship would be granted to the states
0: Yes, Father, release the encounters of heaven, Lord Jesus. Release it from us, Lord. Open us wide up, Father, to receive all that you have for us, Lord. Open our ears to hear. Open our eyes to see, Father. Let the glory realm break forth, Lord, from each one of us, Lord. Let the glory envelop us, Lord Jesus. The wraparound presence, Father, wherever we go, Lord. We just pray we would release that glory father in the church outside of the church lord make us walking houses of prayer father night and day lord we want to commune with you father on our beds we want to commune with you father when we're in the church we want to commune with you lord when we're on the streets lord we want to see you we want to hear you lord we want to walk hand in hand with you father big prayer glorious in this place father we want to touch you lord let heaven be released from us, Lord. Let all condemnation be broken off. Brother, Lord, let us have joy, unspeakable, full of glory, Lord. Release it in us, Father. Break off, Lord, the words that have been spoken over us to hold us back, Father. But we, Because we want to enter in, Lord. We want nothing to hold us back, Lord Jesus. We break the lies off of our mind, the things that we've heard, Lord. The untruths, Father. And we embrace you, Father. We embrace your word. Word, Father. We're believers and we believe everything that you've said, Father. And you called us lovely. You called us beautiful, Lord. And we believe every word, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. We can walk in a place, Lord, of love, Father. Release that love throughout this place right now, Lord Jesus, to know you, Father. That's our highest calling, to know you with intimacy, Lord, to be joined as one with you, heart to heart. Mouth to mouth, Lord. Kiss us with your spirit today, Lord Jesus. And you take us into this divine union, Lord. Kiss us over and over and over again, Lord, until we are overwhelmed, Lord. We are overwhelmed with your glory, Lord, so that whatever we do, it leaks out of us, Lord Jesus. Until every cell, Lord, sings your praises, Father, and gives thanks to you. Every cell of our body, every part of our being, says, thank you, Lord. It says, thank you, Father.
1: All right, I really feel that this is how we're going to end. I want to pray. My wife and I want to pray. Actually, I'm going to call the prayer team, the ministry team. If you're wondering if it's you, it's not. Uh, But you know who you are, the ministry team here at Powell and Pickerington. You've been released by the leadership here to pray at the altar. Well, I'd like for you to come first and just come line up here. And and here's what I feel we're to do. I really feel that Candace's dream about the prayer ministry and being called into night and day prayer. Uh, This is so God. We just completed a book, a, a new book, and I'm not trying to sell a book. It's not even out yet. But we got a book coming out about throne room prayer, a whole model of prayer in the throne room, not here in a prayer meeting, not in a boring prayer room, but in the throne room of glory. And uh, some revelation four and five secrets of that throne room, the Lord's shown me and taken me there. And and I really think a new model of prayer is going to be birthed here in Columbus and that there's gonna be joy in the house of prayer. It's gonna be sweet, and, and we're gonna come because we wanna come. You know, every true move of God was precipitated by prayer. You can trace every revival back to a prayer meeting, and you can trace every revival back to an intercessor. So somewhere, somebody's gonna lay hold of God. It may be a teenager in this room. It can be uh, a gray head like me, but it can be anybody that wants to lay hold of God and release and usher in, like that praying Hyde who prayed for Finney. Reese Howells that prayed through the war and turned, uh, people, historians believe his prayers turned the tide of the war even. That we can move heaven by our prayers, not because they're, heaven's reluctant, but heaven's waiting Jesus actually wants you to be his prayer partner. He really wants you to pray with him because it's the key to intimacy and it brings revelation. It brings the voice. You hear the voice. I'll tell you who God speaks to, his lovers. And his lovers pray. And there's a like a new breath, a new wind of prayer that's going to blow across this house and your leadership. And that's our prophecy to you that the house of prayer the columbus version the the zion version the the you version pickerington yeah what god is doing in your midst it's going to take prayer god's going to just revive you for prayer some of you and my wife and i are are stepping into this ourselves and we were prayer prayerholics. I mean, I, I prayed 24-7 until my staff, I'd come into the office, I never told anybody, and my staff would say, "What? what's, well, Pastor, you look really, well, well, I've been in the prayer room. What? Yeah, I slept there. I mean, I prayed there last night, and before long, I had 75 people praying all night with me. I think they felt sorry for me, but they came. I slept, they prayed. No, they, we, we prayed and the word got out, and leaders always spark this, you know. So I want you to ask God, you know, I'm not going to, this isn't manipulation. I'm not trying to make you do something. But would you ask him right now, are you calling me back to the prayer ministry? Are you calling me into a place of prayer? And I think these that are up front, I think you would, you would already say that, wouldn't you? That he's calling you to that sacred chamber to be one, to intercede, to pray. Whether it's one or a thousand, you don't care. You're there to meet with the King. If you feel a drawing into the prayer ministry and becoming a prayer partner with Jesus, would you come forward, please? And we want to affirm you. We want to inspire you to go forward. We want to encourage you that guilt-free prayer is on the horizon. Prayer, I mean, let, let's just say it so everybody gets it. Nobody prays enough, okay? So now that we got that out of the way, now we can become those lovers that just pray as God moves us. So we it's a guilt-free model of prayer. Guilt-driven theology is not going to be a part of this last day's move of the Holy Spirit. And you'll be able to tell when somebody's speaking out of New Covenant reality, they won't be using guilt to motivate people. So in no way am I wanting to do that. We, we prayed over our book, our manuscript, that it would be the most encouraging book on prayer ever written. <laughs> I know that sounds a little vain, but we prayed, Lord, make this like packet full of encouragement. Everybody reads this book, will be encouraged. Wow, it's like just coming as a lover before, yeah, that's it, on the sea of glass. Step up another step or two if you don't mind. Anybody else, there's no, we'll just wait in case there's some more that want to join us here. We're going to give our hearts to prayer. The early church, it says they gave themselves to prayer, to the teaching of the apostles, apostolic doctrine. And they gave themselves to fellowship the koinonia of the saints and to the breaking of bread, which is communion the sacred feast the love feast which is going to be restored the love feast is coming back to the church people are going to come to church for the love feast <laughs> the blood and the, the body and we won't argue about what it is it's just blood and body it's just that's what jesus said if he said it it's good eat this bread it's my body eat drink this blood this this cup it's my blood and we just feast so the four pillars of the apostolic church is the teaching it's the fellowship it's the breaking of bread and it's prayers plural so Lord may the spirit of prayer Isaiah 4 let the spirit of prayer come upon this house that we would become a house of prayer in the city that people would would recognize Zion for its prayer ministry It's impact in prayer. I pray you'll encourage every intercessor that has kind of hidden themselves, that has kind of drifted away from the prayer gatherings. Lord, I pray that you'll reignite them, re-inspire them. Lord, that there's no one model, there's no one way to do it, there's not one cookie cutter we're going to squeeze people into, but Lord, let our prayer have no end that we would be a walking prayer meeting say it out of your lips I want to be a walking prayer meeting I want to be prayer on two legs Psalm 104 verse 9 David said I am prayer this is amazing he didn't say in the most Bibles it says I'm a man of prayer but the man of is not in the Bible they accuse me of adding stuff but uh, it's not there David didn't say I'm a man of prayer he said I am prayer Bro, that's where we're headed, that we become our breath, the air we breathe. Every moving of our heart is for him. In him we live, we move and have eternal being. And prayer becomes that sweet. You know, your voice is sweet, he says. In Song of Songs two fourteen, lift up your face. Your face is lovely. Your voice is sweet. Everybody say, I have a lovely face. Come on, man. Let's hear it. I have a lovely face. That's faith declaration there. Okay. And let's say this word. "My, My voice is sweet. He says, my voice is sweet. And that's good enough for me. So with your sweet voice... Lift it up right now. And just intercede and pray. Yeah. Let it be. Yeah, Korean prayer meeting. Come on. Ha. Yeah. Pentecostal, charismatic, river, prophetic. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Espiritu Santo. Let it flow, let it flow, let it roll out of your heart tonight. Oh, spirit of prayer is coming upon you. The spirit of prayer, it's a forerunner of revival. The spirit of prayer, it will invite the awakening to your city. god more god more i will rise in the night and give you praise i will rise from my bed and give you praise i will put you over my sleep and my food i will give you the treasures of my heart spirit of prayer spirit of intercession come those of you watching online receive that anointing of the spirit of prayer coming upon you my Jesus my Jesus I love you I love you I love you baranda let the river roll through your heart tonight until your face glows like Stephen the face of an angel ha <laughs> come on this is the antioxidant of your soul uh, this is the vitamin of your spirit man Shabarondada. Baruch Hashem Arunai, Eliyehenu. Shabbat Shalom, people of God. Shara da baronda, abonda da da barada. Deoronda barusta, Brikanda Borota. Deoronda barada. Yeah. A new day is coming, says the Lord. a day of glory and praise, a day of gathering spontaneous by my spirit. Oh, fire, let it come. More fire of your glory, let it come. Release a greater glory. Spirit of fire, spirit of burning, come upon us. Release the glory, the higher realms Session! thousand souls in the greater Columbus area 200,000 soul harvest do it God, do it Lord let Ohio be a birthing place of the spirit of prayer (laughs) ha ha bring our sons and daughters from afar let them be the trophies of grace bring them God we'll take them what every other church doesn't want we'll take them (laughs) ha bring them here too hot to handle millennials bring them here radical ones that nobody else wants we'll take them bring them here yeah gangs bring them here god we'll see them saved to the bone the bikers go after them, god yeah
0: so lord we release your joy in your house father your joy, Lord. Let laughter come, Lord. Make us like children again, Father. No intimidation, Lord Jesus. No pretense of what you're gonna do, Father. I pray you just begin to fall on people, Lord, and surprise them, Father, of who you are, how much you love them, Lord Jesus. Let them just begin to relax, be refreshed in you, Lord Jesus. Open their hearts to receive more of your love, Lord I break off anything, Lord, it's been said, that would keep them back from your love, Father. I just say as a mother, you've done a good job, my daughter. How beautiful you are. And my sons, how glorious you are. We just release you. We release you to enjoy God. We release you to be all that you've been called to be. He's calling you to come on up. The door is open in your heart, so come on up. Join in like Joshua, enter in. When Moses went out of the tent, Joshua stayed. That's where he got his victory. So we call victory forth. As you come into the house of prayer, receive your victory. Receive the anointing of the warrior. So the intimidation. You won't face intimidation anymore because you are going to be strong made strong in the house of prayer. You're going to receive your healing. You're going to receive your anointing. Your calling of destiny. He's going to call you out in the prayer room. You're going to hear him. You're going to see him. You're going to walk with him. You're going to see him walk month the candlesticks, he's bringing heaven down, heaven in your heart, releasing heaven in your heart. So he's releasing that anointing to know him, to do what he calls you to do. He's releasing the strength that you need, the vitality. of you're going to live longer than you ever dreamed that you live because of the anointing that you receive in that prayer time with him in this secret place. He's anointing you. He's loving on you, he's making you strong. He, you're gonna, he's gonna raise you up to be healthy and whole and healed. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your anointing, Lord, that breaks the yoke, that breaks that yoke off of you, the freedom that you're gonna receive as you enter into his presence. It's in his presence that there's fullness of joy. Receive your joy tonight fullness of joy not part joy not a little joy but fullness of joy be released in your heart Lord open their hearts to receive you Lord Jesus yes not hearts of stone but hearts of flesh to receive all that you are Lord we thank you Lord fill us up let that pentecostal blessing the fire of heaven lord light upon us lord a new baptism of holy fire let your holy fire baptize us tonight lord jesus afresh lord with the anointing of heaven baptizing us lord jesus thank you father thank you lord for your secret place we're in your secret place right now lord the place where you are is where our secret place is. And we're here with you. We love you. We thank you, Lord.